Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're going to be joined, by the way, Tudor Dixon at 1.30. That is about 30 minutes from now. Uh, she's a part of the Clay and Buck Podcast Network, and she had President Donald Trump on with her. Uh, I believe that interview is up now in the Clay and Buck Podcast. I encourage all of you to check that out. And then... From Shark Tank, uh, Mr. Wonderful is going to be in studio in New York. Uh, he'll be on at 2. Should be fun. Encourage you, as always, go subscribe to the podcast. You can search out my name. You can search out Buck Sexton's name. And you'll be well on the way to ensuring that you never miss a single moment. So, yesterday, Buck... We were talking about Francis Suarez dropping out of the Republican primary race. A uh, couple of news stories that are out there. It appears, uh, according to reports, that the third Republican debate, which would occur, according to this report, in late October or early November, will be taking place at the University of Alabama. That is the Tuscaloosa campus. Buck, that is where you went to see your first ever college football game between Excuse Ole me. Miss. Excuse yes. me, sir. My beloved Roll Tide. Thank yes, you. Yes, your Crimson, Crimson Tide. Oh, yes. Began their season at home against Middle Tennessee State University on Saturday. We need to both get down there. Uh, you would be able to return to Tuscaloosa. I will pretty much guarantee that if this debate takes place on the University of Alabama campus, that I will be down there, and I'll probably try to pair it with a college football game, depending on when the actual debate takes place. They've been on Wednesday, I think, so far, right? I think that's the day of the week that they're trying to put them, because there's NFL or college football games on Monday and Thursday, and they don't want to go head-to-head with those. Wednesday is the best day of the week when there aren't major sporting events that would cut into 
potentially the audience of people who'd be watching. I love the idea of Nick Saban, by the way, as the uh, as the moderator, Alabama Crimson Tide head football coach. I'm not. Even, I think he would do an. Inc- I'd be happy to vote for Nick Saban for president. By the way, I think he would do an incredible job uh, as the moderator because he doesn't take any slack, right? And he is like dismissive of uh, of all attempts to make excuses. I kind of love that idea. Uh, so that is going on now, Buck. Yesterday, also, I said. I thought there were six candidates who could win one of the first primaries. And I said everybody else should drop out. Some people disagreed with that. I'm going to firmly reinforce that again. Trump, DeSantis, Vivek, uh, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Chris Christie, only those six people have a chance to win one of the first four primaries. And if you're like Chris Christie, he's number two right now in New Hampshire. Okay? And we're going to talk about some of the crazy shenanigans that might happen in New Hampshire before all is said and done with who's on that ballot. But Vivek has moved into a solid number three spot, I think it's fair to say, Buck, and has challenged Ron DeSantis for the number two spot overall. We had Vivek on the show last week in the wake of the uh, debate, and I thought in terms of candidates on the radio with us, He did as good of a job as anybody has to make a case for why he should be the nominee. But I definitely think it's worth all of you kind of an eyebrow raise. If you presume that Vivek is now in second or third place, Trump has attacked Ron DeSantis with every uh, verbal bullet in his place. I mean, he's third. I've never seen a real poll that has him in any kind of solid second place nationally or even in a in an important state. Have you seen that? I haven't. Yeah, he's. There have been a couple of polls. I think of questionable again. Polling yeah, is, I mean, is more There's polls and there are polls. I don't think any major polling agency has shown him in second place overall in the contest. I've seen a couple where he is in second, second or third, whatever you want to say. He has increased more than anybody else in the Republican primary field. And yet, to my knowledge, Trump has not said a single negative word about him. And by and large, Vivek has not said a single negative word about Trump. Yesterday, Trump went on our friend Glenn Beck's program. He was asked about the idea of Vivek Ramaswamy as his VP. This is what Trump said. Well, I think he's great. Look, anybody that said I'm the best uh, president in a generation, I don't know you have to define generation, (laughs) but so long time. And uh, he said it a couple of times, and he said it in a 100 years. So I have to like a guy like that. You know, I can't get up, upset with him. But he's a smart guy. Uh, he's a young guy. Uh, he's got a lot of talent. He's a very, very uh, a very intelligent person. He's got good energy, and he, he could be in some form of something. I tell you, I think he'd be very good. I think he's very good. I think he's really distinguished himself. He's starting to get out there a little bit. He's a little bit getting a little bit controversial. I got to tell him be a little bit careful. He's been very nice to me. It's, it's kind okay. of funny. Trump saying, "Whoa, oh, yeah, don't yeah, be too controversial, there, buddy. Be careful." <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. But, Buck, here is the question, and I would raise this question for anybody out there listening who wants to weigh in: eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. What's going on here? Well, Trump is only saying super nice things about Vivek. Vivek is only saying super nice things about Trump. I don't dispute it. Look, if 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 Trump's the nominee, I want everybody saying super nice things about each other. 
These guys are running against each other. This is totally different. Right. They're not really. They're not really running against each other. Trump, right? This, they're not really running against each other. Okay, so what that's, is your theory what of is. what's going on here? Um, the theory is that uh, this is uh, Vivek would be a phenomenal VP for Trump, and that's how. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole game. And and by being in the race, I think he creates a, um, you know, he he, he creates a sort of Trumpian alternative to Trump. A little bit, but not really. And I don't think he's really pulling any votes from Trump when push comes to shove. And it, and it also creates this atmosphere of why isn't Ron DeSantis or why isn't Nikki Haley or why, you know, name another candidate doing what Vivek does. I see this a lot to which I always want to say, well, Vivek's not trying to defeat Donald Trump, obviously, because this notion that he's going to beat him and Trump's going to be his advisor. If that was going to happen, um, well, first of all, why doesn't Trump just say that now? It, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just, look, I, I'm open to being wrong on this one. And I, I like Vivek. I, I think he's, you know, obviously been incredibly successful and done, but I think he's running to be Trump's VP. I, is that, is that a surprise to anybody? Well, I just think, I think it may be something other than running to be Trump's VP because We've had Vivek on. I think he's super sharp, smart. We had him on long before he announced for president as well to promote his books. If Trump really thought Vivek was a threat, he would attack him, Clay, as he attacks anybody who's a threat. That, Obviously, okay. this is this is where we're breaking this down. Okay, we can all so see that, that, that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to. If you're out there and you're saying, well, the reason Trump's not saying anything negative about Vivek is because Vivek is saying nice things about him. Okay, but if Trump really thought that Vivek, who, let's be clear, has risen more in the last two or three months than any other Republican candidate out there, he's gone from one or two percent to eight or nine percent, whatever you want to say. He was the number one Google searched candidate after the Republican primary debate last week. And we had him on and I said, hey, if you think Trump's the best uh, president in the 21st century, why are you running against him? And his answer is, well, I think I can do better. I think I would like to have Trump as a mentor. Um, I think I could build on what the he notion did. All that, those that the best, uh, let's just, can we just deal with it? So there are a few things here. I'm sorry that I wasn't here. I was on vacation when Vivek came on. Um, cause I would ask him about this. The, the idea that somebody was the best president, um, in, in many, many decades or over numerous presidents. Obviously we're not that deep into the 21st century. So it's not that big of a, of a statement, but. Um, to say that, I think he said that Trump's the best president of his lifetime as well. Am I wrong in saying that? I believe he's also. Said oh, I, I, I saw 21st century. I didn't see the lifetime. I, 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 I might, I might be, yeah. I might be off on that. But my point is merely, if somebody was a mate, like, if Trump did an A plus job, which I think Vivek would say he did, and he's a phenomenal president, which I think Vivek would say he did, in what context do you think that you're going to do a better job than somebody who's been in the job for four years and was the best at it? Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't I hold asked. up. I, I just, I, I don't buy it. Like people can say they can, people can believe whatever they want about it. But to me, you know, it's, it's, it's a dodge. And this thing that he did, I'm just going to say it, you know, Andrea Mitchell actually was pushing him on it where he was talking about how in my capacity as, as president of the Senate, I would have pushed through vote. It's like, Vivek, that's not. That, you know, you know what I'm He's talking, talking about? about Mike Pence's role on January yeah, 6th. Because yeah. he doesn't want to say what he wrote in his book, which is that he agreed with Pence certifying the election, which he always doesn't really say, but he actually does believe that. So he should just say that. Now, he'll say that he does say that, but he'll actually say something that's a little different than that. 
He believes that Mike Pence did the right thing in that moment, and then he added in this, but there are all these other things I would have done as well. That's all extraneous. If he agrees with the Pence move, he should just say, I agree with what Mike Pence did. And to be clear, everybody, he says he does when pushed on it, but there's always this other kind of fast-talking thing that goes on. So that's what I see. I think it's super strategic by Trump, and I think there's an agreement behind the scenes with Vivek in some way. And let me explain what I mean by this. Trump is, the Trump results, there are tons of you out there who said, I love the Trump results. But there's a lot of people who say, I don't like all of the bull in a china shop Trump aspects. And I think Trump is smart and recognizes that that element of the population is out there. So what Vivek is doing is saying, Trump is amazing. I would be a younger, better version of Trump. Well, that protects Trump because it dilutes the, I like what Trump stands for, but I want to go in another direction, which is, I think, one of the selling points that DeSantis tried to adopt. So I think what Trump has done here with Vivek, and this is why he's not attacking him, is he knows Vivek is not going to overtake him, but Vivek takes some of what would otherwise be a vote that would go to others, and it keeps it closer. It keeps it in the MAGA family. Absolutely, that's right. That's that's kind of what I was trying to get at. uh, You know, at the beginning, we're talking about this year, and and I also want to be clear again. I think Vivek is super smart. I, I like Vivek. I'm not. I, I'm just looking at the political strategy that is unfolding here. And if anyone disagrees with this, they have to tell me, what do you think Donald Trump is like if it turned into a Vivek and Donald Trump race? For some reason, if it really turned into that, meaning that there was a chance that Vivek could actually, you think Trump would be saying, yeah, he's great. He's smart. He's a good guy. I mean, or if he thought there was any possibility that could happen. Right. That's even, that's an even better way of putting it. I mean, you know, you have to go to that level. And I will just also say, from the perspective of a political novice like Vivek, if he runs this gauntlet, which so far he has done, he is the standout. We don't really hear about RFK Jr. anymore. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Notice that kind of fizzled. I was a little, I was a little, eh, I don't know, guys. And everyone's like, oh, he's going to beat Biden. That's not happening. Yeah, uh, I don't but, think anybody thought he was going to beat Biden very well. Some, maybe some people There were did, people but. who were, oh, there were people who were saying, oh, 20%, he's going to beat Biden. I'm like, guys, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Now no one even talks about him anymore. Um, but anyway, back to Vivek. If he is successful in this process, and let's say he ends up either VP or maybe, you know, maybe White House Chief of Staff or, or whatever it may be, it's a, it's a remarkable success for him. Right? Yeah, it's, it's already you know, a remarkable success. Right, it's all, it's, it's already a big W. I, so uh, it's not to say, you know, that, that this isn't, um, very well thought out and calculated from the perspective of both Trump and Vivek. They are both winning in this process is basically what I am saying. So when you look at it, it all makes sense because it works well for Vivek. It works well for Trump. But if someone's like, well, I really think Vivek is going to be the guy. I, I got news for them. Trump has, Zero concern that Vivek is going to beat him or else he would be taking this in a very different direction right now. 800-282-2882, by the way, if you disagree with this analysis of the Vivek uh, aspect of this run. And also, if you disagree with me that there's six people who are still alive, I think everybody else should drop out. Um, and I think if Trump's not going to debate, there should only be five people on the stage uh, in September when we have that debate out in California. Do you think another thing I'll put out, and maybe we we'll come back into this. Well, we have, we have Tudor Dixon joining us as well, yeah. so we can get her take on some of this. She'll be with us shortly, but 
the numbers didn't move a lot. But my, my sense is from looking at what the polls are and it's all, you know, nothing is pure science here. There's some art to this, but, uh, Trump lost a little bit by not showing up to this debate. Now, if that's all that it is, that's all that it is, but there are more debates. Yeah. If he loses more in the next debate, does that then put pressure on him to do something different? I don't have an answer, but it's something that I'm thinking about right now. I think that's a great question we should talk about, uh, later in the, in the hour, um, and maybe next hour as to how that could play out. And I think the fewer people on the stage, the more Trump's likely to lose because the more focus there's going to be on a smaller cadre of potential contenders. I, I, yeah. And we'll open up the lines on this one. 800-282-2882. Some products are created by inspiration to be better, to help others achieve better outcomes every day. That's the essence of what's behind Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. This all-natural nutritional set of supplements is specifically designed for men to maximize their every day. The leading ingredient in this formulation from Chalk has been proven in studies to improve diminished amounts of testosterone in men by 20% in just three months' time. That's vitally important because men, on average, see reduced amounts of testosterone as they age. Not only that, in a bigger picture, most guys today have about 50% of the testosterone their fathers or grandfathers had a half a century ago. You can credit diet, stress, and the pace of life for that. Get yourself set up with Chalk today. Do so online at Chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off any Chalk subscription when you choose my name, Buck, in your purchase process. That's Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck, for 35% discount for the life of that Chalk subscription. Try Chalk. You're going to like the way it makes you feel. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. 
Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back, team. We've got, uh, in just a few moments, Tudor Dixon of the Tudor Dixon Podcast. Uh, coming up with us, and she had a sit-down with Donald Trump. Here's a little preview. We're going to talk to you about it. Play it. We had a booming economy with you before COVID. It's COVID stole so much from us. It, it, we lost our loved ones. We suffered major learning loss. Our kids really suffered mental health strain. Costs have gone through the roof. And now we're hearing that Kentucky is shutting down two school systems because of COVID again. So people are panicked that these shutdowns are going to return. What happens in a Trump administration when COVID comes back? Well, we don't do shutdowns, for one thing. And it sounds to me like, you know, if something's coming back, you know, they blame everything. They say it's COVID because they love using the word COVID. If you have a flu season, you know, they call it COVID. We had that then, too, by the way. You had a lot of flu. You had a lot of this, that. And, you know, they like to say everything's COVID. Uh, but let's see what happens. I mean, there could be something happening. And, uh, you know, I always said Biden did a lousy job with COVID, and he did do a lousy job. We handed him over a great situation. And a lot of stupid decisions were made, especially with the spending of money and what they were doing. But uh we'll have to see what happens there is something that seems to be don't you think there's something that seems to be happening right now and nobody knows quite what it is interesting we will talk to tutor uh about this i'm not worried about the covid situation right now but i of course look at the lunatic democrats and what they may do and that concerns me I'm very concerned about how they're going to respond to this buck because I think they're already starting to lose their mind, and that's why you got to fight these mask people on every turn. Tudor Dixon next. Some entrepreneurs can see things differently. Dutch Mendenhall, one of them. He runs a business you hear about uh, often called Rad Diversified. He's a co-founder of that company, also the president of the Alternative Investment Association. He sees a bright future in alternative investments, a lucrative one. He has a vision on what the new American dream can be, what it should be. Dutch is on a mission to be at the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history. One part of that mission, writing a book defining his vision, and he has, titled Money Shackles. That's his term for debt that many Americans take on in the process of a new car purchase or student loan for college. Get Dutch's book and understand his vision on how to use that kind of debt to create your own American dream. You can do so online. Learn more about this vision for a redefined American dream with money shackles. Learn more at therad.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-D.com. Break free from your money shackles. Visit therad.com. Slay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We should update you on this, and we'll talk about it uh, after Tudor Dixon is with us. Mitch McConnell had another moment where he froze Kentucky Senator. And it's not good, and it's going to be viral everywhere, just like the last one. 
and we'll discuss it here in a little bit. But first, Tudor Dixon with us now. She's a part of the Clay and Buck podcast. She's a fantastic former governor candidate from the great state of Michigan. And we just played a clip from your interview with Donald Trump, which is up as a part of your podcast. Uh, Tudor, what stood out to you from your conversation with, uh, with President Trump that people can go listen to now? You know, we had, we talked a lot about a bunch of different subjects, but really for me, I wanted to find out if he would tell these pharmaceutical companies, you have to release your data on the vaccine because I have had so many people say to me, we don't know what this is doing to people. We, we have so many concerns about myocarditis and heart attacks and blood clots. And if we had the data, we would feel better. If we could see that the pharmaceutical companies weren't seeing this, that we could ensure that this is, or, or if we, if it is, why aren't, why don't we know that? You know, there's a lot of question around it. Are we really seeing more cases of this? Or is this like, you know, when you suddenly, report on shark attacks and then everybody's reporting in shark attacks and it's not really a a higher number we just see it more often we're all wondering and i wanted to get from him what he would do and he said yeah he would ask that they release the data and i think that's going to be key for a lot of people especially moms and dads out there who are saying we're being told by the biden administration there's another vaccine coming out we want everybody to get it including kids and i think all of us are a little leery of what that means uh, Tudor, it's Buck. I've got your uh, podcast lined up to listen to later. Uh, I'm just wondering, did you get into the multi-pronged legal assaults that Trump is under and, and how he's feeling about that? And, and you know, just what did he say about it? You know, he talked about that from the standpoint of the things that we've heard him say before. They're very corrupt. This is outrageous. We talked about what happened to him and the Hillary Clinton dossier that was funded by her and what should happen there. We talked about those things. I mean, you could tell, you can actually tell in his voice that it's weighing heavy on him. And and I say that, and I, you know, to, to everybody else, I'd be like, oh, well, that's obvious. But I've talked to President Trump several times over the past few years and as these attacks have come i've never heard it in his voice but i think that in the conversation we had you could hear it and and of course it it is i mean if you add up all these charges i think it's something like over 700 years that he would be imprisoned if he were convicted on all of these charges and that here's a man who served his country and he is trying to serve again and i just think that as he's going through this and as he's being viciously attacked by the other side and these political prosecutions that are going on, I mean, it, it, it would be hard to every day go out there and be cheerful. And yet we see a guy who has these rallies and he's able to talk to the people and he puts the people first. And that's the part that I think is the most interesting. He always puts himself aside. And you'll hear that in the interview, too, because we talk about some examples of things that he's done for people that most people don't know. And he's, he's his reaction is so funny because he's all about, you know, you just do those things because they're right. And he he's, he is actually very humble, which is something you wouldn't expect. Tudor, there's a front-page article, I'm sure you saw it in the New York Times, about the fractures in the Michigan Republican Party. Michigan, along with uh, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, states that Trump won in 16, lost in 20. And Buck and I got into a discussion some about this yesterday. You were the candidate, for people who don't know, your mom of four, you barnstormed all over Michigan. So uh, 
How much did abortion impact, in your opinion, the 2022 governor's race between you and Gretchen Whitmer? And how much do you think, if at all, it will impact 2024? And what should Republicans do to try to address that issue, in your mind, having seen it directly on the ground yourself? So in Michigan, I believe 100% that it was absolutely the one issue that won the election for the Democrats. And the reason I say that is because there was no way we could have expected the amount of attack ads that they would play against us. And interestingly, in Michigan, it was on the ballot. And so we came out and, you know, as a Republican, you want to get your your position out there. And you heard all the candidates in the debate say, I'm, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life. And I said, you know, I am pro-life. This is what I believe. This is what I believe for my family. I've talked to other people, and these are the experiences that I've had. But in the state of Michigan, and we were on record saying this, you can vote for abortion if you want to, and you still don't have to vote for Gretchen Whitmer because it's on the ballot, and it will be for the people to choose. That didn't matter because the minute they could take my words and twist them and create ads and just torture the people of Michigan with these ads endlessly, every time you would play a video on your phone, some abortion attack ad would play, and it was I like to say it was deadly because this was absolutely what they want on. It was twisted messaging from them. It didn't matter. They knew that the people would make the decision ultimately, but it didn't matter. And that's why I say people, Republicans have to be so careful on this because Nikki Haley made a really good point. I thought what she did in the debate was incredible and it should be watched by other Republicans because she said the facts first. She said, you know what? I am pro-life. But the people will choose. It's in their hands. And and you have to understand that no matter who's standing on the stage, you don't have 60 senators that are going to put a ban on abortion. And you don't have half the House right now. And the president can't do that. And that is key because it was the same thing in Michigan, but they attacked anyway. And I don't think that anyone can understand where women's hearts are on this issue if they didn't live through what we lived through in Michigan. And that's why I tell Republicans, you have to be so careful. Just speak the truth. The the president can't do this unless the country is on board. The reason Nikki Haley said there needs to be a consensus is because that's truly how the government works. It's not because she said, I'm I'm going to waver on this and there needs to be consensus. That's the that is simply the facts. And it cuts them off at the knees. They can't come after her for this because there is no reason to come after any candidate for this. The candidate can't do anything on it, but they will run the ads and win by manipulating the people's minds and making them believe that someone will go in there and take this away. And I'm telling you, we lost the hearts and minds of women on this decades ago, and that work needs to be done outside of government. So just, Tudor, what's different about what Nikki Haley said versus what your approach was in Michigan? So Nikki Haley was very clear that she believes this is going to be a decision by the people, that people will have to come together, and it will. And if it comes to be a federal answer, that it will be that they will come out and they, the, the senators will have to come together, the House will have to come together. It'll be consensus, right? She was very clear about the process. She did not go out and say, these are the reasons that I'm pro-life and this is why I believe that women will have these experiences, but they should still have a baby. Now, if you look at Ron DeSantis' approach, I know, I, I can tell you, I, I've had the same, I've lived the same thing. The, the 
groups came to him and they, they clearly said, we want you to meet this person. And he talked about the woman who was, you know, on the, she was, so they tried to abort her several times. Her grandmother saved her. And I'm telling you, they will use those stories against you because they'll say, this is, these people were forced to have a baby. They didn't want to. It's a terrible situation. A child was forced into it. I can just see the ads that they're writing. And it, and I just, that, so just so I'm clear. Know, so like your takeaway, if, if you were advising somebody else who was running as a Republican in Michigan on this issue, I mean, yes, the left lies. They're horrible. They lie on this issue. They probably lie on this issue more than any other. So then what's the, what's the response to be able to win in a state like Michigan on this issue? Well, if you are running for a federal position, I would say that your response should be, look, we know we would, if there were some federal decision that would come to, to on abortion, we would come together. And I want to be a part of that decision. I want to be a part of that discussion. And I think it's okay to share if you're a pro-life person that you're pro-life, but to recognize that this is not uh, this is not going to be a decision I'm going to make for someone else. We're going to make this decision together, and that's where I'd leave it. And, and you're you're, you're a mom. This is this is interesting, by the way, because I I do think there's so many people out there. You, my, you know, you met my wife. She's got three. Uh, we've got three kids. You've got four daughters. I bet you are also surrounded by other moms. And it's like the Republican brand for some of them is toxic, even though they would agree with you and me and a lot of our listeners on virtually every issue. But it's like they can't get past abortion. Do you meet those people? Do you see them? And do you think they're really decision makers in terms of how elections are won or lost in Michigan? Absolutely, because they will likely never use abortion or they'd never use abortion past the first trimester past that 15-week point, but they are not going to say, I'm going to take it away from someone who had some catastrophic situation happen. I don't want to be that person that votes to take that choice away from some woman who has an experience that you will never know, that we will never experience. And so I think that's what people need to understand is these are not cruel and sick women who are like, you know, we just want to be able to have an abortion whenever we want. They are people that feel strongly about the fact that that choice should be there. Should there be some medical complications? Should there be some disastrous situation? And that's what they told. That's what they've talked to me about. You know, like this is just something that we can't we feel like we can't vote to take that away. And they feel that a vote for a Republican right now is a vote to ban abortion. And whether it is at six weeks or 10 weeks or 15 weeks, that term ban is really powerful with women right now. And I've tried to talk to people across the country who I'm saying, look, This does not mean that you are out of taking care of women or taking care of babies or trying to convince people that having their child is the best option for them. That's not what this means. It means that that work is going to be done outside of elected officials. That work has to be done. That has to be the long game. That has to be done through caring organizations that are outside of elected officials. Because, honestly, you're not going to be able to get good policies for working moms, good policies for families, good health care for families. If you can't get into office, you're going to still have these radical policies where moms can't afford school supplies. If you can't get into office and they know they can stop you from getting into office with this one issue. Tudor Dixon Podcast, everybody. You can check it out in the Clay and Buck feed. So subscribe to the Clay and Buck Podcast. You'll see Tudor's show there, including her exclusive interview with Donald Trump.
Tudor, thanks for being here. Thank you. The MyPillow company celebrated 20 years of success this summer. Thanks in part to you, they've become an everyday source of comfortable items for your home at great value. One product introduction after another. My Slippers, the Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow 2.0. They've provided great products to make your life comfortable day and night. Their six-piece towel set ranks up there with the best of them. MyPillow's set, uh, MyPillow's set of towels is back in stock and back on sale. Made with USA cotton, these towels are the most absorbent towels and often very soft at the same time. The set comes with two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Now 50% off at just $39.99. Find this offer online. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square to get 50% off this six-piece towel set. Enter promo code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269 for this special and many more. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com the number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection 
more or less every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back, team. Uh, we are uh, following the situation here after you know the uh, Mitch McConnell video that is now just going viral all over the internet. Uh, where Mitch, well, look, we, we are critical of the decision that Diane Feinstein, we're not critical of anyone's health, obviously. We wish everyone good health. And it's, it's sad when you see any, uh, you see a fellow human being who is effectively losing cognitive control in real time. And, you know, you have sympathy for that as, as all of us do and should. Um, but there was the decision made many years before then by Feinstein and now with, uh, Mitch McConnell to not hand over the reins of power to somebody else. I mean, the, these are decisions. If, if Feinstein or McConnell were running, you know, the, the country, uh, you know, the, the town square store, we would say, oh man, you know, hopefully someone else can pitch in. They're, you're United States senators. They're voting on federal law. They're voting on matters of war and peace. They're voting on funding Ukraine's military, et cetera, et cetera. And they, they can't, Function as normal people. And so, you know, they force us to have this conversation, just like they forced us with Fetterman. John Fetterman wanted, you know, if John Fetterman wanted to, uh, you know, teach eighth grade geography, I'd say, oh, great, you know, the guy, he's going to take a little time to get back on his feet or whatever. You know, he's a private citizen. Leave him alone. Fetterman is a United States senator who obviously also had cognitive issues that came up, but his aren't age related. So his, it's even a different situation than this. This is entirely predictable. And it's actually inevitable. It's not even predictable, right? I mean, everyone will reach a level of decline at some point or just, you know, won't wake up one day. Um, and yet we have to look at this and, and see this, uh, and, and it's a reality in our politics today. Uh, this current generation of political leadership, uh, the, the Feinstein, McConnell, you know, that, that whole generation, uh, some of them are just not giving it up and we all deal with the reality of that. And it's a problem. It's a problem for all of us. I just come back to if you can't manage a business, and I think this crystallizes it for a lot of you, Joe Biden couldn't do any job on this radio show. Joe Biden couldn't do any job at OutKick. Maybe Joe Biden could be a Walmart greeter. And I'm not trying to be dismissive. I'm just saying if Joe Biden, would you trust, if you owned a gas station, would you let Joe Biden run it? I think all of you would say no. If you owned a movie theater, would you let Joe Biden run it? I think all of you would say no. Airline pilots, Buck, I just looked it up to make sure, are required to retire at the age of 65. I think that makes sense. You wouldn't want to step onto a major commercial airliner and have Joe Biden standing in the cockpit like waving at you as you entered the plane. I think a lot of you would think, Man, this is, this is scary. Or Mitch McConnell or Diane Feinstein or any of these people. One airline, one airplane is a fragment 
as significant as running the United States government. And certainly it's not everybody over the age of 80, but I would say as a general rule, I wish the one thing I could, I wish we could go back to our founders and say, Hey, put in place minimum age. If you're going to say you can't be president until you're 35. Okay. You can't be president after the age of 65. A 30 year window there would have actually been, I think, very beneficial by and large to our country. Many of the founders were in their 30s. People forget this. We see them with the powdered wigs, and we I think people lose perception of these guys were in their 30s. Jefferson, Washington, the things that they're doing at the time, early days of the Republic, they were young, vital men. They, they you know, they were not 90. And <laughs> I think that there's something has happened here where we think that, you know, yeah, with age comes wisdom, but with too much age comes people need to take care of you. Yeah, and remember, Benjamin Franklin was a story because he was the super old guy in the room at the time. Everybody else wasn't super old. It's a really good point, and it's just sad that we've gotten here. We'll continue to talk about this. It's going to be a big story. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.